Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy Mike Kegley, and I am joined by Illini guy Patrick Quinn, who is our board op and our mixer and gets everything engineered for the Illini guy Sports Spectacular. So if we say anything that's dumb, it's probably Patrick's fault. And if we say something that's really intelligent, then we take total credit for it. Right, Patrick? Absolutely. Every time. <laughs> that's the deal. Uh, yeah, the the perils of on-air, quote, talent, unquote. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've been so, dealing with it for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have, uh, we'll have uh, a line I got beat reporter Matt Stevens jumping on as well. Today, we're talking about all the news, the big news. B-I-G or B-1-G, the Big Ten signs a $7 billion contract. Patrick, you've been working in radio and TV for upwards of 20 years. Did you ever think you'd see a single college conference sign a deal of this magnitude? Absolutely not. Never, ever, not even to this magnitude. I try to think back to, oh, even the days when, ESPN Plus was around. Could you imagine that? I mean, this was back when – so if you remember ESPN Plus, not what yep. it is today, but back in the day when if you live in central Illinois, you could see an Illinois game, say, on WCIA, yep. and you saw every basketball game, every football game that was on, and those games were afterthoughts. Now, there's no game that's an afterthought, not even, not even Northwestern Purdue. Northwestern Illinois is not an afterthought. If you're going to spread out, because don't get me wrong, I mean, they're going to spread out an entire day's worth of games on three networks. That's a pretty big darn deal. Yeah, and I, I think for those people who aren't familiar with it, haven't kept up, or you know, just have a job, um, <laughs> you know, when you look at it now, 11 a.m. Central Time. Fox Big Noon Show, you know, East Coast mm-hmm. gets the billing with their time zone. That's not fair, but we all know it. Um, but we're going to be, we're going to have the Fox, you know, game at 11 o'clock. And then um, <clears throat> after the Fox game, after the Fox game at 11 a.m., then we have the CBS game at 2.30. Mm-hmm. And after the CBS game at 2.30, we have the 7 o'clock. NBC game, and you also will have Peacock streaming that NBC game, and then you'll have mm-hmm. FS1 and the Big Ten Network with all the overflow games. So yeah. we are we are joined here. We also have Matt Stevens on, folks. Uh, and so basically, what we're looking at is we're looking at somebody who really the the the, the stressor is going to be. When you're using your um, remote, I use my thumb to move my remote around. Is my thumb going to be able to deal with the fact that I've got to, you know, once every three hours, I've got to switch stations to a different network? Oh, you'll get used to it, Mike. Yeah. You will. Don't get me wrong, because that 11 o'clock game is going to be like the, a big matchup. Okay, so that would be like a Wisconsin-Minnesota game. Um, the 2.30 game would be the second best game of the day. Maybe, just maybe, it would be an Illinois-Wisconsin game or an Illinois-Michigan game. And then the primetime game is always going to be the biggest game in the Big Ten, no matter what. That's just now, see, I'm not certain. I'm not certain on that, Patrick. Yeah, I, neither am I. Well, I, I think well, the, Fox, the reason why, Fox gets first sports, first pick. Fox, Fox gets first pick. But what you also need to reconsider here when you think about these times is the CBS games for SEC games. That's the biggest SEC game of the day. Okay, so that's still how that is. Then you've got the uh, ABC ESPN game is always the biggest game of the night of college football. I I think they still want to keep that prime time thing going. Um, And I think Fox is going to probably – have to play along i think that game is going to have to change for fox i just i think that's what it's going to have to be yeah i'm not certain i I don't know matt how did you read that well i I didn't know how you guys wanted to formulate this podcast so i guess we're going to wing it but like (laughs) yes we are that's fine that's fine i i had a lot of questions and i had a lot of questions for you sales guy mr mike cagley because if and one of them is is i'm trying to figure out what fox paid for 
Because if I'm sitting here and I'm Fox, all right, and I'm reading this correctly, like there's this draft every week. There's this revolving draft every week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here and I'm Fox and I'm going, wait a minute, I paid the most money by far and I don't get the best game every week. Well, they do get they do get four of the seven um, Big Ten championships. We're getting there because if I'm Fox and I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, so there's seven conference championship games and I get four of them. Oh, by the way, CBS gets two. Like, and I'm paying like, again, a, like a huge chunk of this. one. Well, doesn't Fox it. own a, a large part of the Big Ten network? I mean, isn't right. that the deal? Yeah. And that's the other, like, again, like, and I'm, so I'm providing you a whole bunch of other platforms over here on your conference network. Like, what am I paying for? Like, that was the, that was the first thing of like, when I when I used to cover the SEC, it was the greatest thing ever because you knew CBS was going to that two thirty game was going to be the number one game. And yep. as I've said it before, I have a friend who used to work for CBS Sports, and her answer to me the one year that they put the Egg Bowl, which is the Mississippi State Ole Miss game on CBS, like they're like, oh, and then the ratings book came out on Monday, and they're like, yeah, we're not doing that ever again because like, <laughs> apparently yeah. the Auburn Alabama game did like a ten. And on ESPN, ABC, and they're like, yeah, we're never doing that. We're never doing that again. There's just not enough people in Mississippi to make that worth a darn. Well, and here's another thing to recon- to think about, too, when you look at these TV dollars, the local markets, too. You got to think about the local TV stations that are going to be making hand money over hand over fist on this stuff because they've gonna, they're going to do pregame news- newscasts. And yeah, you would think that in sponsorship money that they're going to do all right. Like, yeah, yeah. My thought is, though, Mike, like with this revolving draft, like I, I can't imagine that Fox is great is thinking that this is an awesome deal that like every three weeks we're going to have the third best game of the day. Like and, and the idea, like if this draft works out, like every third week, CBS will have the best game of the day. And then every third week, um, NBC, that Saturday night game will be the best game of the day. If that's the revolving draft that I understand it, like that's the, that's the way that this, this, this could work. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, if I'm, if I'm the Fox people who are quoted all day long today saying how great this is, like, wait a minute, what did I pay for? Like, and <laughs> why am I not getting it? Like, because like, let's go to the basketball side. Is it CBS already like you know, basically took over or, you know, re-inherited like what they already have on the basketball side. So, um, but from a football standpoint, like I'm not real sure if Fox is thrilled with this at the end of the day after seven years. And I'm also not real. I mean, I, I had a lot of questions. Well, that was one. Like, I, so, I mean, I'll just shut up. Like Mike, no, what no, do no. you think Fox paid for? Well, it seems like if if CBS was supposedly what three hundred sixty million, sure. So, mm-hmm. so then that gives you, you know, NBC's deal is definitely a little lighter. So, um, you know, one would think that they'll be a little less, and Fox is a little more. I'm thinking the championship games are probably where that's made up, but it is interesting because there's conflicting, you know, sources here. You know, I'm looking at, at SI, and they keep they keep making it sound like the A game is going to be the Fox game. So, I, I, and I'm reading in other places it's going to be a three way draft. So I'm not certain how they're going to get this thing. Done. I'm just not buying it that the 11 o'clock game is going to be the game of the day. When you look at the other side of the coin here, a lot of these schools don't like playing at 11 a.m. And look how many times Illinois gets to play it at 11 a.m. because. They're not a marquee team in the Big Ten. Well, it depends, though, because, like, you look at the, at Michigan, Ohio State. Well, that's going to be an 11 o'clock game every year because yeah. of the day that it's on. And and, and that's tradition. So it's it's hard yeah, for me yeah. to know exactly how they're going to go. That's a, I mean, I've had this conversation with people in Illinois. That's a tailgating argument that Fox could give a darn about. Like, they don't – Yeah, they, but they, at the same time, the players don't like playing at 11 o'clock. They don't get up for that. Yeah, they don't care about Again, that. Yeah, another thing that Fox <laughs> could give a darn about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I I, I do think Fox – look, they've, they've made an entire title of a show about it. It's big yeah. new kickoff. And they've, they've marketed themselves as we are going to basically dominate that time slot and make it a marquee time slot. And Which that's is what they did. 
when they take right. the games away from which, ESPN. Which is why I, I have – and they're also trying to – again, they're trying to pump up the Fox pregame show, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's ever going to get enough legs to do that with. I mean, or it's it's going to be a hell of a climb to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. But I agree. but um, I do all have always thought that this is going to be the conflicting argument is that Okay, if if Mickey Mouse over here wants to do it at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and they want to basically have that chunk of the world be that time that they've basically marketed themselves into that time slot. And Fox has said, we think more people watch at noon. And it's interesting because because you look at the viewership. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Network TV, if you want to know that if your show's not really well thought of, oh, we put it on Saturday night. You know, right. I mean, that, that, and so maybe maybe that's the way they're going to play it. I, I'll be honest with you. This is why I think yeah. with the escalator clauses that they've reportedly got in here so that if they add additional teams, the money goes up. I think we're going to see additional teams come in over the course of this seven year deal, because right now you've got, um, you know, USC, you've got UCLA and those regions who are trying to say we're going to not let a UCLA move. They'll look at the $30 million a year that UCLA will get from the Pac-10, and then they'll look at the 75 to 100 from the Big Ten, and they'll change their mind. But, but ultimately, you know, you've got UCLA, you've got USC, you have in football Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin. You know, you've got these, these bigger teams, and, and to me – that's where the big conference, you know, and bringing in some some more teams allows you to do exactly what both of you guys are concerned about. It allows you to have three marquee games that's more the person's taste than it might be, you know, I mean, other than like, okay, you know, USC versus Michigan or Ohio State mm-hmm. versus you know, those are going to be unbeatable, but I think they're still going to put those in prime time. That's what that's what I think. Yeah, here, I'm just conditioned to that. That's all. Here's what here's where I get to ask Mike Cagney, the sales guy, this question, because this is my second question. Didn't the escalator clause just make sense economically, like from basic economics? Because like if if Mike, if I give you more product, don't you have to give me more money? Well, you, you do and you don't because. These guys, when they come in, my suspicion is, is the escalator clause is going to be determined by the number of, or by the, by the, the overall market, the brand, the t- number, you know, sure. where they're at in the TV rankings. So I think the escalator clause is a genius move because it allows you to, to really kind of like, for instance, Oregon and Oregon State are roughly, you know, same geographic area, but Oregon's got the brand that's so much bigger that you probably can do a formula and make that thing work fantastically in terms of like giving more money. And in Oregon State, you're going to say, yeah, here's five bucks, Oregon State. and Oregon." Right, but like, have you read the same thing that like the escalator clause goes all the way up to 10 billion? From like the seven billion that we've been reading, like I, I didn't read that. I didn't read that particular. But if that's the case, that sounds about right because I'm yeah. not certain you can get any bigger than that, barring a merger and you have the SEC Big Ten. <laughs> you know? Right, and so that to me again, it just made sense because if I give you more product, you yep, have to I give agree. me more overall money. The problem I have with that is the same thing I've been trying to tell all everybody, including you know numerous podcasts before this do the math like again i I look at it from like where these presidents and chancellors sit okay if the if 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 the mountaintop is 10 million dollars on that escalator okay clause and now we have 20 schools oh by the way this this got um reinforced to me and i actually forgot about this don't forget the office in rosemont takes a share too so if they big 10 goes to 20 schools right now it's a $10 billion media market deal where you're splitting it 21 ways. Do the math. That now mm-hmm. you're. Oh, Matt, every, this is every, where, this is every, where your media background and your, your um, journalism background is going to hurt you. I'm a sales okay. guy. So here's the you. thing, Matt, it ain't fair. So here's what's going to happen. 
let's say that Oregon wants to come in and they're looking at this 30 million max. I don't even think they were that high. They were like 24 million. So they're looking at the 25 million they can get from the Pac-12, right? Right. So that, so the Big Ten goes to Oregon and they say, hey, you could come to the Big Ten for $50 million. You're going to double your money. And Oregon goes, yeah, but I mean, I can double it. But I'm not going to get as much as Illinois at $100 million. Nope. But you will get 50. You will be double your health. Oh, well, okay. I can handle that. And I think you're going to see... I think you're going to see a little bit of negotiations and it's, and it's probably going to feel a little bit frustrating because everybody on that West coast is not UCLA and USC. Sure. So Oregon may be at 60 million and, you know, um, Washington might be at 50 million and, and Stanford might be at 50. And they have to compare that not to what Illinois and Northwestern are making, but they need to compare that to what they're getting from the Pac-12 or, and this is the little thing here, or is there any way the SEC could somehow figure that out? But now you're really, I mean, you think the travel's bad going to the Midwest? Good luck playing, you know, um, Alabama or or the Gators, you know. Yeah, that wasn't my question, Mike essentially was but it wasn't because i wasn't looking at it from the perspective of like being the oregon chancellor i was looking at it from the perspective of being robert jones and going why the hell are we letting anybody else in in the first place well again if you bring them in though you do the math you bring them in at 50 million that may not really because again you're going to get additional revenue so you're going to get a kicker when when these guys come in the cash goes higher and and but but again, it's the you're you're right. It's the law of, of diminishing returns. Exactly, because I'm so, trying to honestly, and I'm not trying to bash the guy. I'm honestly trying to figure out what calculator Adam Rittenberg's using because to to to, to suggest that schools are going to get between eighty and hundred million on this deal, dude. If I can read if I can read your reporting, and the math doesn't work, if I can do it, like. You got a problem, dude, because I, I have not done any kind of math at all on this whole thing that gets any any one of these 16 future Big Ten schools to $80 million, let alone 80 to 100. So well, and, and Josh Whitman did tell us 70, right? Yeah, that's 75. 73-ish, like and a half-ish. And that gets me to my third point of, I don't mean to look at this like unbelievably historic deal and kind of sour on it. But did anybody else think the number would be bigger? Like, well, it's hard to know what it is because we haven't gotten any numbers. You I, know, I heard it reported as high as one point three billion a year. Okay, did anybody else think the number might have started with a two? Because at that point, yeah. it can go like, okay, now I can see how schools are going to get a hundred million dollars a year, like, and make this real. And and that and then Mike, that leads me to my fourth point, which is the big fat element over in South Bend. Who must, I mean, look, I grew up a Midwestern Catholic kid and these, these, these Catholics have got it, have got this parlor game figured out. I'm telling you, cause there, there is, I'm looking at this deal where like, if I look at the shares correctly for all of the big 10 schools, it is not financially in Notre Dame's best interest, in my opinion, to join the, join a conference at this point. Because here's, if you're Jack Swarbrick, you're sitting back and you're being able to tell father, whoever it is at Notre Dame. Okay, here's the deal. See, NBC is going to give us $50 million to like renew this contract. And then we don't have to deal with the bureaucratic bull crap of every, all the other 16 schools in the Big Ten telling us what we got to do and how we got to vote and all this crap. So then we, we get to do whatever the heck we want to do. And in every other sport besides football, we're in the ACC, and that's not going to change. And then the ACC is going to fill half of my football schedule, and I don't have to – and, oh, by the way, everybody else, every other Power 5 commissioner is going to groove it so that we get into the playoff because they don't want us to join a conference. I'm telling you, the Notre Dame's got this whole thing figured out. And it, for, it seems to me like they've now made – they've managed to get through another generation where they can – maintain their independence and god bless them for it because they've again i I can't stress this enough it seems to me like the golden donors have this parlor trick figured out every single time i can't i I can't argue with that one matt it does seem like they've got it set up and and to be honest they probably won't make as much as what you know a big 10 original will make but they'll they'll be in the neighborhood 
And like I, like I said, if, if the Big Ten and SEC really wanted to put the pressure on them, they would just say, you're not playing a Big Ten team. So no USC, no Purdue, no Michigan, no Michigan State, no Ohio State. You're done. And then if the SEC was like, same thing, fourth decision, you know, now you take all that out of there. And now Notre Dame is playing the ACC, which is actually owned by ESPN. And, and, you know, now you're in a position where they're in some problems. But I think ultimately what your assessment is would be where I am, is that they're going to be able to survive as the independent. And, and the, you know, and if, if that's important to them, that they may not make quite as much money, but, you know, they, they retain their independence, which is important to their fan base and their booster base. And oh, by the way, if I'm reading this contract correctly, Mike, there's two, there, there's there's another issue here, which I think Jack Swarbrick did brilliantly. They get to be the lead. If I'm not if I'm reading this correct, if they're playing at home on that weekend, they get to be the lead in game for the Big Ten Saturday night football, whatever they want to call it. Right. Yes, that, that's exactly it. Yes. So, Mike Cagley, everybody who's a Notre Dame fan who's closer to your age than my age is geeked again about the idea of Notre Dame playing every home game between noon and two you know p.m central standard time instead of like they hate the games that are in prime time at home like they don't want to play yeah. that late at night which so the big 10 would rather have right day again and everybody is thrilled everybody who's a golden domer is thrilled because they got everything they wanted they got to maintain their independence they got a 2 p.m time slot again for their home games on nbc whatever tax they have to pay to stay independent to like not join the big 10 they'll probably make it back because, oh, by the way, those road games that are on, you know, ESPN, ABC, yeah, they get a piece of that too. And so, again, telling you, like, God bless Jack Swarbrick because he's got this parlor trick figured out. And, again, another generation where Notre Dame doesn't really have to do anything. And I guess I just dismissed the whole idea when, you know, Kevin Warren did his whole kumbaya at the Big Ten Media Day in Indianapolis, and he came out and said, yeah, if if – if the Big Ten's looking at NBC, that helps us. It doesn't hurt us. And boy, howdy, was he not was he not wrong there? And and that's that's where I looked at it. Where like if I'm Robert Jones, the chancellor at Illinois, I, I better see a I better see a return that's bigger for my school, meaning my share of the cut, before I allow anybody else in this sucker. Because right now we've already split the thing seventeen ways, and I'm not seeing a figure right now that allows me to go. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it'll I'm, start I'm getting it. They'll start in the mid 70s. So, I mean, they'll end up yeah. with 25 million more than they have right now. No, I know. And I'm not saying that it's not a great deal compared to what they had before. But when you start cutting up that pie 20 ways and you start cutting up that pie 24 ways, it's starting to look a little bit worse for the wear for like the University of Illinois and Purdue universities of the world. And yeah, I, I doubt I doubt they would get into that position, but we will have to yeah. see. My guess yeah. is, is. They'll 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 get additional revenues for bringing in you know so so it's going to have to be a school that makes sense. It's going to have mm -hmm. to be a big TV market. It's going to have to have a big brand that you know and and that will that will do that will be a key thing that will bring in additional revenue. And I think that will that additional revenue will determine how much those schools will get paid to come in. So I think then all of a sudden, you know, like I said, if you're if you're Oregon and you can make 24 million, you know, in the Pac-10, Pac-12, and you can make 50 in the Big Ten, that's probably not going to cut into the into the existing dollars for an Illinois or Northwestern or Ohio State. The other thing I think that's really key in this is the more teams you have, the easier it is to fill those three marquee games with sure. games that are meaningful um, because I do think that's fair, you know, on a weekend, nobody wants to have, you know, the, the primetime game, you know, being um, Indiana versus Northwestern, you know, I mean, you that's know, never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, one would hope, but, but, you know, with, with a huge amount of uh, teams, you know, then, then you do kind of avoid that. And, Again, I, I'm a little different than most people. I would definitely go after Notre Dame, make them say no. And my other target would be Texas A&M. I'd try to dislodge them from the uh, SEC and tell them, you know, you didn't like being the stepchild to Texas. 
for years. Now you got an op you got away from it and they followed you. You've got an opportunity to come to the Big Ten. You don't have to worry about that. The only bad thing, the only bad thing about Texas A&M is that market is so small. It's not big in Texas. Well, it, but it's you, barely even a blip on the radar. You got to live here though, Patrick. Texas A&M and Texas, they are that those two schools have followings in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, all I mean it is it is crazy. As I live down here, those yeah. Aggie fans, I mean and and again, it is very much um, the best thing I can compare it to for a Midwesterner is Michigan, Michigan State, back when mm. both of them were good at the same time, um, or Purdue and Indiana, like Bobby Knight and uh, Gene Kane. Oh, okay. I mean, these people. I get you. It is like, it's like, like for instance, I had a, a person who worked for me who the husband was a Texas fan and the and the wife was a uh, a and M fan, and man, depending on who you could tell, like how the game went by that Monday after, because you were like, "Holy cow, that, that, she's a little toasty today." It must not have been, you know, Texas won. So I, guys, I, I don't know. Did you guys get? Did you guys get the same feel that this Saturday night, whatever NBC want Big Ten special or whatever? I mean, let's assume that the conference stays where it's at right now. I guess I assumed that a majority of those games are going to be the two California schools playing a home game. I guess that's what that was my assumption because it just makes that's sense. what I would assume because it would be five o'clock in, in California. So yeah, that's what I would assume. Because it and, and it kind of makes sense from a marketing standpoint for NBC, doesn't it? Because you're you're basically the two games you would be marketing essentially would be the Notre Dame home game and the USC home game that we're 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 putting on, right? And yeah, and then any kind of Notre Dame game is a hell of a lead into your game. So yeah, that keeps and oh, the by the way, like and oh by the way, like those two schools do play. So it's like, uh, you know, if you wanted to put the Notre Dame at USC game in prime time on that prime time NBC slot, slot, and then figure out like, and then kind of flip it and go like, hey, our NBC game this week is going since Notre Dame is going to play at USC is going to be like that two thirty game that we usually put Notre Dame on. Like, um, no, I, I, I think there's a lot of different ways to, to do this. Um, don't know if this has been thrown out there, you know, Mike and Pat, but can, can, can I possibly present an idea of Kevin Warren kind of being a genius? You know, it, it look, if, if you can produce results, uh, you know, if you can produce results, you get the title. That's just the way well, it goes. Well, I mean, I look at this whole thing and I think it's way – it looks way, way too similar to the way that the NFL has played CBS and Fox and NBC throughout the entire Sunday. And to his yep. credit, Kevin Warren, before he joined the Big Ten, got a lot of publicity and a lot of backing because of the work that he had done throughout the NFL. And he called his shot that that's what he wanted to model it after. Right. And he kind of did. Like, yeah. he kind of has figured out, you know, I don't know. Here's here's where I'm – I don't know if fans are – I don't know if people can be that potentially lazy on their couch on Saturdays and Sundays, but Kevin Warren's going to bank that they are. Do not underestimate me. Okay. All right. Do not, do not I underestimate I will play me. in my – Exactly. I'll plan my whole day around those games. Seriously. No, I'm just saying, like, there, there is a whole bunch of people that, like, are, that, that I know of that watch the Bear game, they watch whatever 2.30 game it is, whether it's CBS or it's Fox, and then they turn on the NBC game, and boom, their whole Sunday is gone. Like, hey, before I had kids, that you know what that was called? Heaven. Right. <laughs> so, Kevin I mean, Warren has decided that I think Americans will actually do that on Saturdays and Sundays, and I don't know that he's necessarily wrong, and I don't know if his experience with, you know, Ms. Michelle McKenna-Doyle and Roger Goodell over at the NFL doesn't really, you know, produce this kind of a contract. And I think that Kevin Warren is using his NFL experience to basically treat his conference that he runs like it's professional football, and I, I kind of commend him for it, to be well, honest. Well, and that's well, what I like – Go ahead, Kevin. Well, that's what that's what I that's why I think he's they're going to put the biggest game in prime time most of the time. That's what I think. 
Well, they're going to coordinate. It's, it, it, according to a couple articles I'm reading on that, it says Fox will coordinate a game draft with the Big Ten office each year. Right. So that sounds like they're going to, that's going to be a little bit of panic mode there because you're going to decide like, oh boy, Illinois is going to be good this year. And then if, if your quarterback gets hurt in the first game, you're going to be like, oh crap, which well, the, NF, the NFL does get into that. And think about it like right now in the yeah. NBA. Right now in the NBA, the, the Brooklyn uh, Nets have a bunch of nationally, uh, you know, games. Do you think how, – how, how many games do you think they're going to have if Kevin Durant gets traded? Yeah, I, when I covered the SEC, Mike, they always used to pick the games two weeks in advance, like having the network picking two weeks in advance. And it got to a point where CBS would just decline their pick and say, we're not picking right now. And we're going to like, and then they would announce like what the CBS game is like on Sunday morning, like the following Sunday morning. So like, I don't necessarily think it's not going to be any dissimilar to that. Um, and, and, and from a weird standpoint, Patrick, I can tell you this, like the, the fans of the game, whether it's in Ann Arbor or Columbus, they actually prefer the, the noon slot, believe it or not. Like that's just strange. It, it is oh, really, well, I, really I, strange. I, 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 I but got they, family that live in Columbus. Yeah, I get that. They they love the fact that the game, short of a couple of years when ABC wanted to put it on sat on yeah. uh, seven o'clock, they love that that sucker kicks off at noon Central Time. Like, and, and it always has, and it always will. And um, I have to believe that, like, if Fox is paying this much money, and they don't get the Big Ten title game, but for like four out of seven of the years we damn sure are getting the big game on fox noon kickoff every darn year like i have to believe that like and so i mean I, it sounds yeah, like I agree. I and the other thing was is that I, I i i looked at the conference championship games mike and i have had this conversation and this kind of goes i was wondering what cbs was paying for and now i understand what they were paying for because I, I couldn't figure out what's why CBS was going to pay four times as much for the almost, big actually they, almost six. Yeah. Four or five, four to six times as much for the big 10 than they were paying for the sec and not getting a title game. So the fact that they were able to at least get two title games out of the seven years is basically a, an idea of what right out of the NFL, right. right out of the NFL playbook. Right. They wrote, they rotate the super bowl. If you can rotate the super bowl, you can rotate the big 10 championship game. You sure can. And, and that's a genius move by Kevin Warren. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. And I'm sure that the SEC is sitting there taking notes about like, okay, we need to adjust our, our strategy for, you know, working, working with uh, um, our TV contract as they look at this. Because the Big Ten has set, set itself up very well. The other thing, here's the thing. Here, here's how I think the Big Ten could crush the competition is you you get your billion plus every year and then what you do is you do a little bit of a profit share with the players and see that was say, my last question when do the you players do, start to sue and say hey we want a piece of this sucker? well you don't let them sue because what you do is you sit down and you you get an agreement that everybody can live with and you do that ahead of the suing and, and so you become the anti-NCAA who, who keeps dragging their feet and then gets taken into court and then loses. So what you do is you go in and you say, you know, revenue sports are going to get more money because that's where the revenue comes from. But, you know, and you do a structure and, and you let the kids who are generating the seven plus billion dollar, you know, re revenue stream, um, you let them get a piece of the pie and it may not be like, you know, you're not going to go 50% like the, you know, the, the NBA NFL, because you've got all these non-revenue athletes, right. but you, you do give them a taste of something so that they can go to college and they have a little bit of savings when they're done. I know a lot of people be like, well, you know, that's too much for going to college, but I've had several buddies who played football and they left a piece of themselves on that field. So I don't have an issue with somebody getting some dollars, even if you wanted to put it forward in some sort of grant, you know, where they, they could, you know, get it 
spaced out later on in life or something. Once again, Mike, you just spelled out again the why. I guess I thought the number would be bigger because I, I, I you had to have you had to have seen the idea that the the kids are going to want some a piece of this. And yeah. if they take and if they take a piece of it, guess what? That's another. If you're looking at it again from a chancellor's standpoint, which I hate to do a lot, but this has forced me to do, that's another entity that's taking a piece out of the revenue for my school. Like, well, and so oh, maybe, and I don't disagree with it. I don't, and I don't think they would either, but you got to think like, okay, the number's got to be bigger next time. Like, well, it, it, Kevin Warren talked about being a disruptor in a positive fashion. Sure. And so a couple things, first off the big then they could be under reporting this. Maybe let's say it's 1.3 billion a year. Right. That, versus one. That's 300 million a year times seven is $2.1 billion that maybe we're not hearing about. So that when they do their negotiations, they've got some wiggle room. I I don't know. You know, it's, it's hard to know exactly how much money's out there, but. But see, all this sounds too logical, Mike. It really does. (laughs) And that's why I'm a little skeptical. I totally agree with your, your idea for the players. And I like the, the quiet i bet you there is a lot of money that we're not hearing about but it just seems too logical here makes too much sense for who we're dealing with well again we gotta remember though we're we're not dealing with the ncaa josh whitman talked about you know the ncaa as you know is he he didn't come out and say it but he almost came out and said it basically that that they don't deserve maybe respect that they wish they had um, and I also think that when you look at it, um, he, he hinted at, at doing right by the players. So yeah. it, there is a lot of I, I really felt like Josh Whitman foreshadowed an awful lot of that. And that's why people can go to the eye on the Illini that came out on June 30th at season two, episode 45. And Larry and I laid out what this very thing was early on. So you could see where they were going with it and and it's a g it's a very smart plan and i wouldn't i wouldn't also take a little bit of credit and give it to jim delaney because he's had this thing percolating in the back of his mind since 2007 when he when he started going if the ncaa can write a check for over a billion dollars to broadcast the ncaa tournament how much money are they really making right and i i i i the only reason, Mike Cagley, I, I kind of agree with Patrick Quinn, Patrick on his, you know, skepticism, is that one of the under underreported stories coming out of the best, uh, Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis was the Players Council not being allowed to be there in Indianapolis on accordance to, to Kevin Warren, which was kind of awkward because one of the leaders of the Players Council was Sean Clifford, who was already scheduled to be there anyway. Um, so. Kevin Warren's going to have to do an about face and have a meeting with the, with, with, with those kids. If he, if he already has it. And I, I don't necessarily think that that's going to be a problem because I think he has made it his focus to be a very, very inclusive and, you know uh, you know, basically that he's tried to basically make his conference completely different than everybody else that runs a division at one conference in terms of diversity and inclusion and all that kind of stuff. That's, the way UPR do that and you have a meeting about okay I want this to get done and I don't want it to get done in the U.S. Southern District of New York you know I mean I, I don't, I'm totally with you yeah and that's 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 where it's got to go but I almost wonder if there's somebody who wants to represent the kids that know if hey if I can get this into a courtroom I can get you more money trust me and that's where I think that this I don't know where that goes I really don't and I don't think that gets solved before the end of this deal to be quite frank with you yeah I I don't know to me to me this is one where you go forward you get you strike a deal early you and, and I'll be honest with you let's let's go fantasy island this has never happened but it's still fun to postulate right Let's say that right now, you know, Kevin Warren and the athletic directors have figured out some sort of formula that's going to get the players a certain percentage. Sure. And they have an idea how that'll flow through the revenue versus non-revenue sports, just to pretend. And so they go and and they let they get the players together. They establish some sort of players union or players council or players justice league. I don't know what you call them. 
and they get this thing passed. Think about it. If you were a, if you were a football player in the Big Ten and you were getting, you know, the football, the, t- the players were dividing up, I don't know, 10 percent or whatever, 5 percent of the dollars, realizing that a lot of that money is going to non-revenue sports and all these other things. Um, but that would be a nice recruiting advantage until the rest of the leagues figured out, A, how to do it. B, do we have anywhere near the money to even compete? I, I just think because, you know, if you remember, Josh said, let each con- each conference operate by their own set of rules. And we all assumed that the own set of rules would give the SEC the advantage. Well, maybe some thought had been put into this. And and again, I, I don't know. I, I tend to be more of a guy who tries to innovate, but that's one thing that they could do to try to get the drop on the SEC. So my last question before I shut up is, do you two think that Big Ten fans are going to buy Peacock Plus or what What? What game, who wins that game of chicken? Patrick? I think they will. It's worth it to me. Okay. It's worth it to me. Yeah, and I, I will tell you, it's, it's, it, I'm going to give a little ad to Peacock here. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've got it, and and I'll be honest with you, just on the WWE pay-per-views, it's, <laughs> it's worth its weight in gold because I'm paying, I'm paying $5.99 a month for Peacock. I'm getting the WWE pay-per-views. Now I'm going to get Big Ten Sports, and, and then you add in all the shows and the movies and stuff that they have on there. You know, I mean – and the, you know they're going to have content built around the Big Ten on Peacock. They're going to have shows. Yeah. And then here's the other caveat. Let's say Notre Dame games go over because they're notorious for going into overtime or, you know, being long. Watch it on well, Peacock. you got to have the game on Peacock. So that's the thing. If you want to see the beginning of the Illinois-Northwestern game or, you know, whatever game it's going to be on at 7 o'clock, you got to watch it on Peacock. Which probably won't be Illinois in Northwestern. <laughs> For Illinois fans, I just want to tamp down the expectations. (laughs) Probably not. I can't wait for the first phone call from Lauren Michaels to say, you know, God darn it, that Michigan State-USC game is running over and we're we're, we're sitting here waiting for Saturday Night Live to start. Like, that's the one – that's the phone call I can't wait. Oh, well, Lauren, (laughs) you you are now a slave to the football, so good luck. Well, and and Patrick, you and I both know, like, I didn't set up that question for Mike Cagney to go on that rant, but Mike Cagney is going to have Peacock Plus just so he can watch Luke Ford on WWE, like, whether Uh or not watch him on an in an orange and blue uniform, like, 100%. Like, I didn't set it up for that. I, I figured, but I, I don't think of Peacock as WWE. Uh, that's not, but what I think of Peacock more is like uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot and maybe some Notre Dame football games that I really don't care about. Um, you know, when they play Kent State or something like that. I'm trying to figure out like what Peacock Plus is going to be as compared to like, say, like that Big Ten Network stuff that they run. And, and the reason I ask that is because like, so I'm a hockey fan, so I have ESPN Plus, so I can watch the regional broadcasts, which mm-hmm. ended up, ends up being what ESPN Plus is, is that I yeah. can watch, like, the Devils yeah. getting through, like, their local affiliate or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's what Peacock Plus is, is where, like, I can basically watch the Illinois game on FS1 through Peacock Plus, if that's what I want to do, like, on my computer I don't, or on my smart TV or whatever. Like, that's... That's the that's that's my question. Is that like uh, does, Peacock, does Peacock Plus basically make all of the like original stuff like Monday through Friday that the so, Big Ten Network kind of carries the local water? So for according it. to according you know. yeah according to SI, um, Peacock will get eight football games per season mm-hmm. for the length of the contract. It'll also show thirty-two basket men's basketball games. 20 of them will be conference matchups and um, uh, 47, um, I I guess that's in the first year and then 47 a year afterward, every year afterwards. And then they will have an opening night double header from the men's tournament will be on Peacock. So right there, you've just hooked in another group of people who will have to watch it. So that's genius. And on the women's side, Peacock will stream 30 games a season in basketball, 20 of which are conference. 
Um, and then they will, Peacock's also a likely destination for six, significant amount of Olympic sports coverage, um, at, which ties in with NBC's status as the American uh, rights holder for the Olympics. So th- th- that means they'll split them with the Big Ten Network or remember for years, people were like, can't the Big Ten Network cover these other things? And maybe with Peacock, you'll have double the coverage on some of those and a lot of it, which will be fantastic for the parents and families and fans of the Olympic sports. Cause you'll be, you may be able to watch significantly more games than you could in the past. Right. Well, Nielsen just came out today saying that 34 uh, Nielsen just came, came out today. It said streaming is up 34% since July. Um, so there's, there's money to be made in streaming now. Well, it's I mean, not just the yeah the elephant in the room, Patrick. I don't as long know as they what, have content. Yeah, Patrick. I don't know what you have personally, but like, I'm not trying to give a shout out like Mike did, but like, I have YouTube TV, so like, I'm I've cut the cord, and yeah, so like, doing too. a streaming service didn't bother me. I'm again, I, I'm going to show my age. It just turned 38. I'm kind of glad that the Big Ten didn't go down the road of Amazon TV or Apple Plus. And here's right. why is that I still think there's people that don't know what that's about. Like the Amazon TV thing. Like I, if you don't have like a fire stick or something, I'm pretty sure like I'm not watching those NFL games. I'm not. Well, it's a pain. Them. It's a pain. If you don't have a fire stick, I have Apple TV right. and to use Amazon is a pain. Right. Um, but that's well, I'm kind of glad like there was a quote in there that I'm kind of glad that they stuck to the traditional route while also embracing streaming, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. they understood still the power of CBS, NBC, and, and Fox, while also understanding we're going to be able to give you all of, that, all of that platform in whatever device you want to use to watch it. Like, but, they under, but there was a quote in there, I think it was from the Fox executive, that we have seen stuff, like the, the data that you were the, – the, the, the data and the numbers you were giving Patrick is that I think yeah. Fox has certainly seen that like via sitcoms, like streaming is basically how you, how they have to do it. Like that you cannot condition anybody else now to watch something at eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. Streaming no. is how you're going to get it done. But on yeah. sports. And the only thing that you're going to see live now is sports. That's it. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. Totally. That's, that's I agree the totally. thing. The Fox guy said with, with live sports, you flip it. And you can get people still to condition to watch at a certain time at a certain yep. in a certain way and on a traditional mm-hmm. channel. And you I can I, on I, Sundays, I can tell you that much. Yeah, oh, God. I, like, I just like the idea that the Big Ten stayed traditional, but yet allowed you know fan, younger fans to be able to find it one on whatever device they want to find it on. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think use, I use every kind of streaming. You know, I'm sorry, but I, I stream everything. There's not one thing in my house. Unless it's an over-the-air local channel, we stream everything, even CBS, Paramount Plus. See, Peacock. I do. I do both. Yeah. So, so I have Paramount. I have Peacock. I have all the. I got ESPN Amazon. Plus and Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Amazon, Hulu, Disney. Um, I, I know I'm missing a few. Um, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got. If you, if you can stream it, I have it. Then I also have DirecTV, because Ooh, you're the oh, unicorn. But we, I am, but you know the bottom line is, is I still think the picture quality on the on the direct TV beats anything, sure, um, yeah. and and live sports, it, you know, is amazing. Now I probably will once they lose the Sunday ticket, then I will probably go to the streaming version of Direct TV versus the like Apple TV Plus. <laughs> yeah, which I've got that too. Um, yep. But, but, you know, the, it, we're, we're getting on to a different conversation here because the quality of the entertainment right now is at like an all-time high because you can watch great stuff on multiple channels. But I think, I think the Big Ten has hit this. This is one of those times where, you know, you, you see a golfer walk up to a tee box and you're like, you know, if he's going to hit this off the, off the tee, he'd be best just to, to land this about 270 yards don't try to pull, don't try to kill it and hit it 320 because you could go into some bunkers or some water if you go too far. These guys just popped at 330 over the top of all that crap. And now they're sitting really well. 
And it's hard to argue that this is not um, this is not potentially a game changer, at least for a few years. And in fact, I almost wonder if this forces ESPN and the SEC to accelerate the breakup of the ACC so that they can restack their contracts because having a cheap contract for the ACC and watching only one team in that conference be effective at playing football, Clemson, isn't really doing anybody any good. I know it's cheaper for ESPN, but at that point you may need to, to, you know, as they say, if you want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs and they may need to break some eggs and, you know, see what you can do. If, if Cristobal is going to be good down in Miami. And if you think they you are. can get a coach, yeah, that's what I think too. And if you can get a coach in at Florida state and, and you bring those two teams along with Clemson into the sec and you start watching the fur fly because that gives you more marquee matchups for your ABC, Disney, ESPN combination. Quite frankly, I think University of Illinois graduate, uh, you know, uh, who is the ACC commissioner currently, um, I think he just wants that grant and rights deal, you know, voided somehow, some way. Well, that's my point. And then then that's, that will accelerate the breakup into two conferences. And if then Jimmy Phillips doesn't have to wait until 2036, then that's 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 a new element that that goes because that's that's his golden handcuffs right now, which is I can't do anything, fellas, because this is a deal that was negotiated long before I got here, moment. Like, and and that's that's where I think it 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 falls. But like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I. I I, I happen to think Jimmy Phillips is a really smart guy. He's just kind of got his hands tied right now by a deal that's just not benefiting him or anybody else that's in his league, let alone the players, the coaches, the schools, anybody. Yeah, and then that goes to open season. And then we see, you know, my personal opinion is, is I think we have the Big Ten and we have the SEC come in at about 24 teams each. And I think you have pods of four to six you know they both divide right and i think they model the nfc and the afc yeah i I think that that happens though after this this seven-year agreement though it it, it might but if the acc decides to accept because again if if i'm that nebraska chancellor yeah i need to see a number that helps me benefit why i'm cutting this 25 ways and there's a number out there that does that don't get me wrong i'm not saying there isn't but it ain't in this new, it ain't in this new deal. And I think that they're going to get through hell guys, let's get to like 2030. Let's get, I mean, let's get to 2025 and figure out what we're doing on a playoff for that matter. Exactly. And then you have leverage because like, I'm. that's the other thing is that you, you, you all saw how like the dates and the places were named. You, you didn't see a network like, because beyond 2025, guys, like, there is no playoff anymore. There's no contract for a playoff. And put on the 2025 season, which means there's no television rights deal for the playoff. And, Mike, that's – that's I think that's, that's the trump card that, like, Mickey Mouse wants to play here. Because if, if this deal is so significantly better, and I think we all agree that it is, than anything that, like, ABC, ESPN is doing with the SEC – Okay. I don't know if the worldwide leader feels bad about that because they, in their hip pocket, they're going, yeah, but we got this college football playoff. We got the rights deal to that too. And that's where I, I want, I want to know what's going that that's, that's, that's the, I guess, sorry, that's the last question for me. Yeah. Well, that's easy. Does the rights deal for this 12 team, 16 team playoff get split up? Like just like, again, the NFL playoffs. Yes, it does. I think so, but I also wonder because because the, the college football playoffs run by a man named Bill Hancock, and he's one of like the most the smartest and the nicest people ever. And Bill likes to deal with like parallel universes, and what I mean by that is he likes to deal with one person because what dealing with one person means I only have one person in my ear, and I, I don't know if an exclusive deal with the CFP doesn't help them or hurt them, and 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 I. I I'd lo- 
What I'd love to know is like, I think they're trying to let the first few years of this big 10 deal, see how this flies. I mean, and if, and if the plane flies, then I think they're going to divide it up three ways. Among oh, three it'll, ways. it'll be divided. I, I don't know this Bill Hancock, probably smartest guy right. I could right. ever meet, but I will tell you one thing, you ain't smarter than the NFL when it comes to a, sure. how to market and do that. Mm -hmm. And, and say what you want about the NFL. It's got plenty of warts. But when you talk about somebody who puts together a television-based sport and literally turns it into crack cocaine for a populace, sure. I, I don't even know if I don't even know if the European soccer stuff comes as close to the to the NFL. Well, it's the old Ray Ratto line: the NFL is is America's heroin, and we're yeah. all just trying to get we're all just trying to get our fix. Yeah, yeah, and and mm -hmm. I will tell you. It, it is so interesting as an older fan to watch that. The only thing I see, the only thing that I've, I've watched, witnessed lately is having three kids that are in their 20s is the, and they're all male, is the, um, the intense um, intensity of which the NBA can hook their fans as well. Um, and I think that is a younger generation type of thing. Um, there is a reflexiveness in part of America to fight back against that because they think the whole woke thing. But um, the NBA is also uh, cutting edge. And, and the thing I find really interesting is when I watch younger generations and, and Patrick, you're in your 40s. Um, you know, I think, aren't you? Yeah, I'm 42. Yeah, you're 42. So Matt's 38. I'm 55. The one thing that I have not quite figured out, and I'm not even certain if the, well, the NFL probably has it figured out, is there's a whole group of people who watch the NBA who have never watched a full season game, but they go on Instagram and Twitter and they see the clips of the game and they can tell you about what happened and they can tell you about the players and what their stats are and et cetera but they never, they don't consume it in the way that I do to sit down and watch a game for two to three hours. And to yeah, me, I, I haven't watched a full game in, since 1999. Yeah. So. And, and cause and I'm one of those guys, I either watch full games, i.e. NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball, or I don't watch it period hockey, baseball. Sure. And yeah. And so I'm an all or nothing guy, but I'm telling you, I watch, there are kids who have not sat down to watch a full game, but boy, they can tell you everything about the Dallas Mavericks mm -hmm. and each player. And they, you know, they've seen all the highlights infinitely. So maybe that, maybe that's the next thing you work on in the big 10, but I do think here's where I think we're going to go. I like to put these out there so we can either laugh at me in five years, but I think we're going to, I think they're going to have to really look at, do we, do we, you know, push forward the the breakup of the ACC. If they do, I think we'll see two 24-team leagues by 2030. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. and then, I agree. And I think then you may find a third league come together for football. And then it's very scary what happens if you don't make it into those three leagues because I'm not certain what you do with a Gonzaga I'm not certain what you do, you know, with, with some of those teams. And ultimately um, I think you, you, you know, Jim Delaney was very clear, get to get to um, 60 to 80 teams in this upper class. And then you don't need the NCAA. You can do a, you can do a 16 team football tournament and you can do a 32 team basketball tournament. And you don't have to split it 275 ways. You only split it 80. And if if there's three conferences and they all have their networks or their deals like this, you just divide out the who broadcasts it by which team is in which conference, and you divide the money up and go. In your world, like players. <laughs> yeah. In your yeah. world, like Cagley, is the Purdue's and the Illinois worried about rele relegation in that in, in that world? Nope, they because they they're they're in they're in the they've been in there long enough and and you know sometimes there is a um there's an there's a a, a get in fee advantage of being have. grandfathered in yeah mm -hmm. pretty much you'll you'll I mean you know Vanderbilt isn't going to get d dumped out Rutgers and the, and the Big Ten and all that kind of yeah stuff. and the yeah and the fact of the matter is is where it gets really tough is when Illinois has got seventy five million a year 
it's going to be really hard for a Boise State to find ways to compete over time, especially when you consider that if you go into the Big Ten, look what it look how long it took Penn State to get to the top. Look sure. at and and Nebraska hasn't still made it yet. Correct. Because that conference is a grind. Do you guys get the sense? And I mean, I don't mean to throw out a random question. I know we're getting to the end, but did you get a sense in like the quotes and the I guess the marketing language, maybe I'm being a little naive, that the Big Ten's getting out of the Thursday night and the Friday night, too, if for football. Because I, I, I got I, – I kind of read into that with the marketing language of we want to do this all day long on Saturday. Like I got the feeling of that, too. I just think that the only Friday night game they want to play is a non-conference game that they can't put, you know, on the network. Yeah, so I, I, I think they want to stay away. Yeah, I think that's I, – I actually thought going into this that maybe they were going to try like a Thursday night, Friday night NFL thing. Right. And then by – I changed, Matt, based on the same factors that you've read. I'm like they're buying in on, on a, a Saturday assault. And it, mm-hmm. the reason why I think you do is pretty logical. Who is not on Saturday? The NFL. NFL. Exactly. So you make your Saturdays the NFL, you know, you try to effectively NFL proof it. And if you put, I wonder if you put a, um, if you get a 16 team playoff, do you see the, the college literally starting a game and going maybe four games and mm-hmm. maybe even the NFL does, are they going to be strong enough when this, this college football playoff expands will they be um strong enough to push the nfl off of saturday in the playoffs yeah i just think uh, i just look i think they, they might think, be i'm not saying they will but they might oh, be I, look i think the big Ten's doing a smart thing if that's the plan is to is to dominate saturdays because everybody wins because i from 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 a revenue stand, local revenue standpoint, if you're University of Illinois or you're Purdue University, you're making more money on a Saturday game than you are a Thursday night game. That's exactly, that's not even close. Absolutely. Everybody Absolutely. wins. Everybody wins. Yep. So I'm gonna just go a quick round the horn, let you guys do some final final thoughts. So Patrick, what are your final thoughts after we've sit here and confused each other and kind of given people a ton of different uh, scenarios? Any final takeaways for any of our listeners? Uh, my big takeaways are going to be big games on Saturday evenings. That's what it's eventually going to be. It's probably going to be a flex, just like the NFL does. And then the other thing is make the make sure these players are paid because if I'm a Heisman Trophy candidate and I'm you know I got some cachet and I'm going to be on the cover of the next EA Sports you know college football game, I'm not playing another game unless you're paying me. Okay, so there, there's the, 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 pay, the pay players. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, do you have any, uh, any thoughts uh, um, that, that you have? I know that um, I do think the pay is something that we have to look at. Um, and I also think, um, and I, I'm the one person, everybody else disagrees with me on this. But I, I do wonder what they're going to do. Do do they go to a 32-game NCAA tournament? You get rid of the pure Cinderella function, and but you have a ton more money for the people who are involved? Or do you go it on your own, but you bring, you know, you make it a 64-team tournament and you let in – some of the smaller schools and the Gonzagas who are very credible basketball program. I'm not knocking them, but do you bring them in and keep the Cinderella factor? Even if it means you gotta, uh, you'll figure out a way to pay them. They just ain't going to make near as much. And to me, that's, I think we're going to see a very stratified thing um, where you have again, probably 48 teams, maybe with a third conference bringing you up to 60 you know 60 maybe 72 at most um teams that are at the highest level but the big 10 and the pac 10 are going to be the creme de la creme so that's kind of where that's kind of where i see everything in terms of of where this is heading to 
So Patrick, I appreciate you being able to come on. I know it's, uh, it's, it's awesome. You're also working on some other projects, working on the Sports Spectacular. We appreciate you taking time out of your evening to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Perfect. And I am going to um, go through a couple things here. First off, you need to listen to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. That's our two-hour radio program that is on 21 stations and 31 signals throughout the state of Illinois. Um, we have more stations than the White Sox do. So go to IlliniGuys.com, hit the radio button, and you will see an updated list of all the stations, what day they have us, and what time we're on. But we do need your support. If you're listening to the show and you enjoy it, please call up your radio station and let them know. Those people work hard to put on programming that's good. They need to know if you like it. They need to know that. So please do that for us. It'll help us. And it'll help your local radio station, those on the Illini Guys Radio Network. It'll help them calibrate their programming as well. Um, you can also get the Illini Sports Spectacular every Saturday after the all the stations have played it. We put it on at noon, so you can listen to it there on your podcast. We're on all the major podcast purveyors. Please go ahead and look for us there. And, of course, we have two other podcasts besides I on the Illini. We have the Sturdy for 30. Brad Sturdy does his podcast. It's uh, award-winning, and it's kind of the, the flagship for us. And we also have Ked's Recruiting Roundup, where Kedrick Prince, our director of recruiting, talks to recruits, coaches, parents, and lets you know what it's like to have a Power 5 conference coming after your child. Uh, by listening to the experiences that they go through. Or uh, as a kid, you can kind of understand what that's like as well. And of course, the engine that fuels it all, the IlliniGuys.com. Go there. You can subscribe for $99. You get all the information, all the news stories. Plus, you can go back in the message boards. And that's where you can find all the information that we can't publish as a news story because our sources don't want their name out there. So many times, Illini Guys uh, subscribers know things are going to happen before it ever gets public because we hear about it and we can't put any name on it. So it has to stay back behind the boards. So uh, $99, it's a great deal. Please go ahead and give us a try. You got seven days. People generally will try it and they don't leave. And I'm going to say, I'm going to sign off for Matt Stevens. And we appreciate everybody listening to us. And this was our episode on the Big Ten and the new contract. We will be back soon to talk Illini football. Go Illini.